Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Winter is coming. Heavy rain, sleet, snow, and ice. Are your tires up for the challenge? Tread confidently in winter's worst with a set of new tires from Tire Rack. They sell only the best, like the full line of Kumo tires. Go to TireRack.com slash sports. That's TireRack.com slash sports. Tell them what you drive. Your tires will ship fast and free to you or one of over 10,000 recommended installers. That's TireRack.com, TireRack.com, TireRack.com. The way tire buying should be. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love Love at First first Listen. Listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening to the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weeknight, 10 p.m. to 2 a.m. Eastern, 7 to 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every night on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Hello, welcome inside Hour 3, the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon. Steve DeSager in for Harmon tonight. Broadcasting live from the TireRack.com studios. TireRack.com will help you get there. An unmatched selection, fast free shipping, free road hazard protection, and over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. And right now, it looks like the goose has been good luck for the Padres as the goose that landed on the field in the eighth inning after hitting the ejection handle, somehow getting out, not hitting the canopy this time. Good job, Goose. Way to avoid the canopy. Uh, was helped off the field 
But clearly, Goose Gossage, former closer for the Padres, who went to the World Series in 84. Maybe this is Goose Gossage showing up going, these softball players now, I uh, can't right. do anything. And he would take the occasion to rail against McDonald's again, which, which he sure. did when they were owned by Ray Kroc's widow. She's poisoning the world with those hamburgers. Oh. By the way, a 1-2-3 top of the ninth. So bottom of the ninth coming up at Dodger Stadium on FS1, San Diego 5-3 in the lead. So, so far, it's a sign for the Padres. The goose lands on the field, and three innings in a row, the Padres have gotten out of jams where the Dodgers have put the tying run in scoring position. Steve. And mm-hmm. they've not been able to get through. Is it just me, or is he rooting for the Padres? Sounds like he's really rooting for he's the Padres He's rooting here. against everyone, as we concluded. I Except for the Padres. <laughs> and, and really, the only reason the only Do you reason live I'm in San Diego? Are you doing the show from San Diego tonight? No. Why do you think I'm rooting for the Padres? You're a great affiliate. Hello, KFMB. Yes. Oh, I love it. I don't want anybody to win. I don't want any. I can't have it i don't want you to have it that's all it is i just that's that's what i am i'm not rooting for anybody but the dodgers put the tying run in scoring position for the last three innings they haven't scored a run it happened during the game that's I'm turner sorry, and freeman do up yo but it happened I'm against sad. hater hater staying in hey, of course yes, haters staying in the game come on man we got to have some kind of enjoyment this playoff series. This will be we entertaining. We don't have Craig Kimbrell on the Dodgers roster. We got to get Thank Josh Hader. What this was one. the whole thing about why Hader got successful as a Padre, literally not allowing the run for the past calendar month in a Padre uniform? Because they wouldn't use him more than one inning. And that was the problem always going more than one inning. You're always open to it with Milwaukee, right? Literally did not go more than one inning in the last month. If they ask him to get the last four outs here, this could be entertaining. But it's the playoffs. Things changed. So now we're sweating Hater in the ninth. Two-run wow. lead for the Padres. Goose lands on the field. We're dealing with a lot of stuff tonight. Yeah, and you know what's huge is the fact that there was that extra solo homer in the late innings for San Diego to make it a 5-3 lead. When Jake Cronenworth hit it out in the top of the eighth, that was off a Dodger reliever who's almost not pitched at all since April. Blake Trinan was in there for that one inning had a home run and a couple walks allowed, and that has changed the complexion of what we're about to see in the bottom of the ninth. 5-3 San Diego. All right, so we'll have more on this game coming up in about 15 minutes, whether we are going to extra innings. We're talking about how big a win this is for the Padres. But a couple of things out of the NFL to get to, and the first one, we stay in Los Angeles, as what is happening right now with Odell Beckham Jr. and the Los Angeles Rams is a dance. These two sides are doing a dance. Odell wants to come back to the Rams. The Rams want him, right? How do I know this? Look at what the last 24 hours have been. Odell Beckham Jr. tweeting out that he didn't really like the last contract offer by the Rams. I definitely know my worth and what the offer was isn't reflective of that. So then there are reports today he was going to visit the Buffalo Bills. He's, he's at the Bills airport. He's here. He's having wings. He's doing whatever. But here comes you. If Odell Beckham Jr. really didn't want to go back to the Rams, he'd be talking to other teams, he would sign, and then you'd say something like this after. Hey, Odell, why didn't you come back to the Rams? 
their offer was really low, right? But the fact that he says this before tells me he just wants the Rams to come up with their offer and come up on it so I can sign here and I can play. I want to stay in Los Angeles. I like the relevancy of being in the number two market. I like being a Ram. I know that they're not playing well and I can be the hero coming back and I can be the guy that jump starts this team and I can be the big star I used to be. I miss New York. Cleveland was terrible for me because I wasn't a big star anymore. But I can be a big star in, in Los Angeles the last half of my career. I can go do this. And then you had Sean McVay today saying that, hey, I got nothing but good things and love from for Odell Beckham. I don't think that's the last offer to him that would come from us. So Odell tweets out, hey, it wasn't a great offer. And Sean McVay says, hey, that's not the last offer. This is going to happen. It's just a matter of when are you healthy? How much money can we pay you? But this is where he wants to be. If he really didn't want to be, if the offer was too low and he said, screw it, I'm going someplace else, it would be playing out differently. But he wants to stay, so he wants to turn this into something. So, hey, the offer was pretty low, and with the Rams struggling, it's, oh, well, wait a minute. You need to come up here. We need something else in the passing game. We can't just throw the ball 25 times a game to Cooper Cup. We're going to exhaust the guy. (laughs) We need something else to happen. They could do that. This is him putting pressure on the Rams. Come up with your offer. Let's sign. Let's figure it out so I can continue my career with you. Sean McVay obviously wants it. There's not going to be a lot available at the trade deadline for nothing. When you have a receiver who was a big difference maker for you last year, he wants to come back. Okay, let's do what you can to get him. So let's figure it out. Yes, the first offer may not be what he wanted, but he wants to come back. The Rams want him to come back. This is going to happen. You describe it as a dance. They're not even dancing yet. They're both on opposite sides of the room and just eyeing each other and kind of making a step toward the dance floor. And then, no, are you going to make a better step toward it? That's where we are at this point. And I agree. It seems inevitable. Remember there was that story not too long ago. Hey, he's visiting the Giants. What? OBJ is visiting. No, he was just like, literally, it wasn't an official visit. He was like literally saying hi to some people on the Giants. I don't think he has interest in other teams. Yes, he's coming back from injury. So he is afforded all of this time of missing the early games. I would say that it's been stunning how invisible the number two receiver, Allen Robinson, has been with the Rams. So even half injured, he can come back and be the number two receiver on this offense, right? This offense is doing... Next to nothing. It wasn't just an aberration when they got creamed that opening game against Buffalo, right? That's the offense, unfortunately, we've seen more often than not this season with the Rams. See, well, that's one thing I disagree with you. There's two teams he would go to. The Rams, and if that doesn't work, he wants to go to the Giants. He sees an opportunity for a couple of reasons. One, well, two the Giants want, receivers right the, now. Yeah, yeah. The Giants either hate their wide receivers, or they're injured, or they hate them and they're injured. Right? That, that's what Kenny Galladay can't get on the field. The Giants don't like him. Kadarius Tony can't get on the field. Who knows what the Giants feel about him? They have nobody. Right? Sterling Shepard got hurt. Suddenly, Darius Slayton is back to being the number one receiver on the team. Yeah. They need receivers, and it's New York, and. It's it's where Odell used to be a star, and he would jump back in, or he feels he would jump back in pretty quickly and and be the, the main guy on the team. The Giants aren't bad, as we see. They're much better than we thought they were going to be. Maybe he's believing in Brian Dable as a head coach, but if the Giants were 1-4, we're not having this conversation, but the Giants are better than expected. So, yeah, that's kind of his safety school. Like when, you, when you're applying to college, you have the one place you want to go, and that's the Rams, but you may not get in. Syracuse, something might happen. You know, yeah. it's kind 
kind of just in case on the list. No, 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 no. (laughs) SUNY Buffalo was my safety school smart guy. It was SUNY Buffalo. And honestly, if I could do it over again, I probably would have gone to SUNY Buffalo. Really? It was way way less money, way less. It took me so long to pay off my loans at Syracuse. It was forever in a day. I'm like, you've got to be kidding. I I still have five years left on this loan. Oh, my God. I've been paying this since I was 26 (laughs) years old. I still got it. Um, But no, no, no. But if I if the other place I would have gone to if it wasn't Syracuse would have been SUNY Buffalo. Right, it had everything I wanted. Communications had everything, but it was my safety school, and the Giants are Odell's safety school. You got to have a second, absolutely. Yeah, if I can't get to the Rams, because if something happens and I can't get there, maybe the Rams are the team that pulls a and swings the trade for DJ Moore, uh, because now the Carolina Panthers are going to be selling all their players off at the deadline. Uh, If that doesn't happen, when then New York is where I want to go. But that's the only places he's going. He already saw what it was like to go off the map in the NFL. Hey, all right, I got traded to. Cleveland I can make the best out of this right I'm buddies with Jarvis Landry Baker Mayfield when the Browns win we're still going to be a big story it never became a big story Baker Mayfield never was able to warm up to the connection with him and he found himself just disappearing off of relevancy and that's Odo Beckham Jr. likes he likes being relevant how much he likes football I don't know but he likes being relevant so with that knowing that's his 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 uh, motivating factor yeah I want to go where I'm going to be a star again and that's Los Angeles or New York I want to dip my feet in both toes on on the coast. He's going to one of those teams, but I got to think in the end, it's really cheap for the Rams to get him. It's just going to be whatever money they figure out on. They don't have to worry about trading draft picks or anything else. He fit in with the team last year. He was a great addition. I I thought he was going to win the Super Bowl MVP. He was my pick. He started out great. He had a great first quarter and a half before he got hurt. Yeah, the Rams are going to do what they can to go get him because the Rams are going to be more desperate than the Giants. The Giants would love to get him. Don't get me wrong, but the Rams are going to be more desperate. Give him a little bit more money. (laughs) And if you're the player, you have to have a second team possible or else why are you asking the Rams to come up on the offer? For for what reason? Just not to tick you off? There's There's nobody else making an offer. Baseball update. We talked about Josh Hader. They put up a stat how he's, as a Padre, succeeded by not going more than one inning. He has not had a four-out save in over two years. They're asking him to get the last four outs at Dodger Stadium tonight. He's given up a two-out double to Freddie Freeman and now pitching to Will Smith with a 3-1 count. Not over yet, bottom of the ninth. Will Smith is going to smack this ball, Steve. Really? That's so, that was so predictable. That was, that was so predictable. What was? The hit? No, you saying he's going to smack the ball was really predictable. It was predictable. What was predictable? It, saying that he Will Smith was going to smack something. Smack, that was predictable. The baseball the player, rock, dude. The rock. <laughs> we could talk about how complicated other banks make it to redeem credit card rewards, or we could talk about how with Discover, you can redeem your rewards for cash in any amount at any time. I mean, talk about amazing. Learn more at discover.com slash redeem rewards terms. They do apply. Well, we're going to be hot and heavy on this game coming up in a few minutes with the Dodgers trailing the Padres 5-3, two outs, ninth inning, runner on. But let me say this, because I mentioned this a few minutes ago. We got Thursday night football coming up, Bears and the Commanders. Oh, right? yes. You know, hey, Thursday night football, Bears, Commanders, please watch anyway, right? That's going to be the slogan for this. <laughs> That's game. not the only matchup like this that they have on streaming this year, <laughs> just for the record. <laughs> hey, it's their first year of streaming. They don't, well, they'll take what we give them. Okay? They already got the subscribers. They got uh, more subscribers. Let me just tell you this. Yeah. Let me give you this bold prediction. Tomorrow night, Justin Fields has by far 
the best game of the season. He builds on the fourth quarter he had last week, and we're talking about the Bears a little bit more hope because I saw much more good things from him last week You know, in the game, and maybe they give him a little bit more uh, freedom tomorrow to throw the football and do his thing. He has his best oh. game of the year tomorrow night. It is a low bar. We have an update from Dodger Stadium. Flyout ends the game. Four-out save for Josh Hader, and the Padres are tied at a game apiece. Allegedly. FS1 will have games three and four from San Diego Friday and Saturday nights. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that'll elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort, performance tires for sporty handling, all-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. They'll show you the right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Continental Tires. They're shipped fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. It doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com sports to see their Continental Test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews. And be sure to check out all the current special offers. Great tires and a great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash sports. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. 
I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Fox Sports Radio, the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon. Steve DeSager in for Harmon tonight. The night is complete in Major League Baseball. The National League is done. Both series tied at one game apiece. The Braves, a 3-0 shutout. And for the Padres, a rally goose that may have helped them defeat the Dodgers 5-3. A goose lands on the field in the eighth inning. Goose Gossage, former closer for the Padres when they went to the series back in 84. Maybe this is all connected. But the Dodgers-Padres now tied at one apiece. Joining us now on the hotline from Houston as he covers that ALDS. Interviewed Jordan Alvarez right after his big home run a day ago. It is MLB Network, Fox Sports Radio Baseball Insider, John Palmarosi. JP, what's happening, buddy? Jason and Steve, I am outstanding, my friends. And, and yes, if you're curious... Uh, the, the the ringing in my ears, the excitement of that ballpark yesterday, uh, that was pretty special. That was the, that was one of those great baseball moments. As you know, that multi-run deficit wiped out with two outs in the ninth inning, Gibson-esque. So uh, a great moment yesterday, and got to tell you, watching that Dodger-Padre game tonight, more drama this October as well. I'll tell you, uh, this Dodger game tonight – Yes, game two is always a pivotal game, but in a short series like this, yes, it gets amplified. But I thought tonight was more of a must-win game for the Dodgers than it was for the Padres because the Dodgers, look, they're a team we know how talented they are. The Padres are a very emotional team, and you see the wide swings of when they get hot, when they get cold, and the fact that they take this game going back home for the next two games, I mean, th- this is so much giving them life that it's more than just, you know, tying the series at one game apiece for San Diego. Do you agree with that or disagree? Well, I, uh, a couple of things. It was, this was a must game for the Padres, too. I, I think it was honestly a must game on both sides. And, and why I'm so concerned right now about the Dodgers is where their pitching is. They don't know who's going to start game three, or at least they haven't announced it yet. It's my belief that it should be Tyler Anderson. Gonsolin just has not thrown enough competitive innings, guys, in the last month for me to say that he deserves to start game three on the road. I, I think you really need, especially without the off day after game three, you need your next starter to give you length and certainly to give you quality, but you need length. Gonsolin, almost by definition, is not going to be able to complete 
the fourth inning probably just based on where he's at stretched out at this moment. And so now you're going to a time where it, it, unless Anderson comes up and has a great game three, and he's capable of doing that. I, I really think he can do that. But if, if he cannot give you a great start, the Padres are going to win this series because you start looking at, at, okay, you'll bring Urias back potentially on short rest. How often has he done that? Um, May, what can you get out of Dustin May right now? I, I'm concerned. And, and so that's where the Padres, to your point, that ballpark is going to be alive. I was there for, uh, for a game earlier this season. They even back in the early, in the first half, they were engaged and really excited about where this team was going. So, They've now earned their first ever postseason win over the Dodgers, and they have all the momentum right now, not to mention Manny Machado, who's playing great baseball. Soto is getting better and better. Cronenworth, I think a huge moment for him. Some timely hitting from the bottom part of the lineup. Grisham, I think, played a pretty good game all the way around today. I know he maybe could have made that catch in center field, but I think in general played pretty well. This is, and we've been talking about this Padre bullpen, how good they've been. Mm-hmm. So I, I got to tell you, um, the, the most important player in this series from the next from this point forward is Tyler Anderson. If he does not give the Dodgers a legitimate quality start, six plus innings in Game Three or Game Four, ideally in Game Three, the Padres win this series. Well, let me tell you, JP, this has just come in. Uh, according to Dave Roberts, Tony Gonsolin is going to start game three. Sandy Koufax to come in in relief, but Tony Gonsolin uh, will start the game. Maybe. And, and hey, you know, Gonsolin put together an amazing first half. He was outstanding. Uh, all-star, I get all that. I, I, right now, I would have more trust in Anderson. That's just where I'm at with, with the workloads, and certainly Dave Roberts knows his team better than I ever would. Uh, but I, I'm just a little bit unsure about this being the right call. And, and again, if, if Goslin comes in there, hostile environment game three, and, and he's out by the third inning, where does that leave your bullpen for the next, for the balance of that game and, and then game four? I just, uh, that concerns me too much. And I just don't know if you've got enough. Um, innings to cover. Who knows? They're the Dodgers. They they won the World Series two years ago. They've got a lot of the same personnel. They've always been able to manage the playoffs exceptionally well, at least getting there and and winning this round. But my goodness, I I'm I'm a little I'm a little perplexed by by that move given just how little Gonsolin has pitched. Yeah, but Dylan Floro is not coming through that door. We do know with uh, <laughs> Blake, Blake Snell, the lefty, starting in Game 3. By the way, Games 3 and 4, both on FS1, Friday and Saturday nights. We saw Bellinger, a lefty, get pinch hit for against the lefty reliever tonight, so Bellinger will not be starting in the Friday night game. My question for you, John, is about the closer situation for each. It was stated by the Padres, Josh Hader's succeeds the past months with us because we didn't use him for more than one inning and then they use him for a four-out save which he's never gotten in the playoffs which he hadn't gotten in any game in over two years until tonight and then the Dodger closer situation Chris Martin got the game one save but I've never seen a team this good with no set closer for the postseason right no and and listen I, I guess I would say Steve you probably have to go back in terms of Winning a championship without a clear closer, uh, you would probably say the Cardinals in 11. Uh, Jason Mott 
eventually inherited the spot. But it's it's not just that that Kimbrell is not on the roster because he didn't pitch well enough. It's that you're now moving everybody back to to a, a later slot in the in the alignment of of how your bullpen sets up. And again, you're you're now starting in game three someone who is not likely to to give you uh, that much length at a time when your bullpen is that unsettled. It's just I just see risk everywhere in this strategy. I, I really do. And and that part is not Dave Roberts' fault. It's you know the the part about Craig Kimbrell not really being able to answer the bell. He just didn't have a good year and wasn't throwing that well at the end. So I I think they made the right decision. I I just think you look at Dave Roberts and his options at the moment. You know Walker Buehler's out. Uh, May is is not really a fully stretched out starting pitcher right now. He's more of a reliever. Gonsolin is not stretched out. Uh, it's it's just not a, a series of of very appealing options. And I think with Hader, I think tonight's game was a huge mental hurdle for him to overcome. You know when he came in the game in the eighth inning, and I saw him coming in early earlier than usual. You know I, I think a lot of us you know you flash back to the wild card game of 2019 and, and the way the nationals rallied against him. And, and, and that changed the end of the Brewers season. And I, I, I think for him to get on the mound in a, I mean, that's a legitimate, I mean, there, there, there are some saves in the rule book and there are saves. That was a save tonight. That was a save. I mean, that, that was a major league save. And I think for him mentally, you know, you can have a lot of regular season success, um, you, you can even have a, a couple good playoff performances, but when you go in a Dodger stadium and you stare down that team and you win uh, and you get the save in that situation, I, I would have to think that that's going to give him confidence for days to come. And the Padres bullpen is in significantly better shape than the Dodger bullpen. And, and I think the, the Padres starter in Snell has a better expectation for me than Gonsolin does in Game 3. So, uh, again, it's it's advantage Padres for me right now. All right, JP, outside of this series, look, everybody's expecting we're going to get Dodgers, Braves, we're going to get Yankees, Astros. Of those other three teams that we're expecting to see, the Braves, the Yankees, the Astros, which one's in the most trouble this series? You know, it's a great question. Uh, I, I think – I look at the Braves. I think that was a huge win for them today, obviously, or yesterday. And they they are today. They have – I'm getting my days mixed up because it's past midnight now. But um, <laughs> they, uh, uh, you look at the Braves, and they've got Acuna, uh, who stays in the game. He's hit by a pitch, hangs in there. He scores on a hit by Olsen. And you look down this Braves lineup and think, wait a minute. Acuna wasn't on the team last year. Olsen, of course, didn't arrive until Freeman left. I, I really think top to bottom they are they are probably a more talented team than they were a year ago. And, and for them to bounce back, really, they had a bad first half of the game in game one. They, they, they rallied pretty well and, and showed a lot of life late in game one. So I, I think they're going to be fine. I, I think they're still the most talented team in that series. And then I, I, I think the team that still worries me a little bit is the Yankees. You know, and you guys know this. The, the Yankees are one they're one loss away from total panic, at least among <laughs> the media and the fans. So as soon as they lose a game, which is inevitable, then all of a sudden you say, wait a minute, we've got 
you know, the, the closing situation is, is a little bit up in the air. And, and they really haven't scored that many runs for a while. I, I, I just think they're vulnerable. Now, in game two, they're going to have Cortez facing Bieber, and certainly we know how great Cortez has been. But I, I think Bieber against that lineup is, is a nice matchup for Cleveland. And as long as he doesn't get stung by Rizzo, because he's really the, the major left-handed bat there. I mean, remember, with the, with the Yankees, if Carpenter can't play in the field, uh, LeMahieu's out, Chapman, who, know, who knows where, Efros is hurt. It's just it's, it's not a good situation right now for them. And so there's a lot of, a lot of pressure on, on Cortez to have a great game, too. You know, fortunately for the Yankees, the, the, the Guardians really rely on their lefty bats, whether it's Quan, Jimenez, Naylor, and Nestor has been just absolute dynamite against lefties this season. So uh, I, I, I think you know, game two is probably a toss-up, but I, I really think that if, if the Guardians can find a way to win that game, you bring that series back to Cleveland 1-1, I, I think the Yankees are going to be in trouble just because I, I don't like the way their bullpen sets up. This is the time of the year for bullpens, and, and the Yankee bullpen to me is, is, is very ordinary at best at the moment. Can't wait for it to go back to Cleveland. That crowd was sensational last weekend. There is a chance of rain in New York tomorrow, just for the record. But as far as your Seattle at Houston matchup, was that Seattle's best chance yesterday before giving up the ninth inning homer? Because this is, realistically, the team with the worst batting average among playoff teams this year, and they allowed the most home runs among playoff teams this year. Yeah, no, it's a very fair point, Stephen. By the way, I am I am loving a series that is contested between teams with retractable roofs. That's right. That makes that, that makes life. I mean, life as the broadcaster, we love it because we we have we have a nice roof over our heads. But uh, I, I I think this Seattle they've been a pretty resilient group. That was a game yesterday that I, I realize it's going to go down as a lead that was lost by Seattle, and it was, just, it was a very, very unsatisfying ending for the Mariners, and I get that. But that game was way more won than it was lost. You know, Bregman's homer in the eighth inning was a, was a legitimate moment. I mean, he, he scalded a really good pitch for Munoz. And then Alvarez is one of the best hitters in the world. I mean, he's probably the best left-handed bat in the whole league right now. So I, I just think that, for me, uh, they, the, the Mariners still have a path, and they've got their best guy on the mound. I, I think you know Castillo's amazing, and Valdez is incredible for Houston as well. So I mean that's that's going to be a great matchup in Game Two. I just I, I cannot wait for this game. I, I think for Seattle, they're going to really have to have the top lineup really get going. I, I think Julio Rodriguez was very good in Game One. He has to follow up and do the same. Ty France, same thing. Uh, I, I, actually, I like the Mariners' chances to win game two. I know that that might sound a little bit uh, unreasonable, but uh, I, I think that they've got a, a nice chance to win that game. And these two teams are a lot closer now and it's, than you maybe think based on their regular season performance. And the, a big reason why is La Piedra, the rock on the mound uh, for, the, for the Mariners and Luis Castillo in game two tomorrow. All right, JP, lastly, we covered all the teams. What chance do you give the Mets at making the World Series? Uh, well, I, I would say about the same as the Tigers oh. um, uh, at, at the moment. Um, but no, Jason, hey, listen, it, it's been, it has been a very fun year of discussing the Mets with you and going back and forth. But I don't know, my friend, it, it's, 
I, I really think that this this blend of players that they may have to make some changes that don't just involve spending more money because I I, I don't know what happens with Degrom. I mean, this is, we have to have like a full Mets therapy session. So Steve, I, I think Jason needs the full Mets therapy right now annually. Uh, that, that I. Yeah, I mean, I think I think weekly. I would say. I mean, that's probably more 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 likely. But uh, no, I, I I think I'll be curious to see if Degrom actually does opt out because I I don't know if he was quite durable enough for me to really say that that'd be the right move. So we will see, my friend. Uh, not the last time, I believe, that we are going to talk about the Mets on this radio program. He's on Twitter at John Morosi. That is at John Morosi from the Astros Mariners series. JP, as always, buddy. Appreciate it, my friend. We'll talk next week. Enjoy the games. Love the conversation, guys. Have a great night. Thanks for the call. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that'll elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort, performance tires for sporty handling, all-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. They'll show you the right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of hand-cooked tires. They're shipped fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. It doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com slash sports to see their hand-cooked test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews. And be sure to check out all the current special offers. Great tires and a great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash sports. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, 
Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. And recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry. Back to Iguodala. Up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Fox Sports Radio, the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon. Steve DeSager in for Harmon tonight. Any first responder will tell you never try to beat a train after braking and take a mile for a train to completely stop. So when you come to a rail crossing, stop because trains can't. We'll have more on the night in Major League Baseball and now the goose that's taking over social media coming up in a few minutes. But uh, out of the NFL today, still the Dallas Cowboys quarterback situation is front and center. Mike McCarthy saying that likely it's going to be Cooper Rush who's going to start against the Eagles on Sunday night in the big showdown. Dak Prescott is practicing, but still doesn't look like he's going to be healthy enough to take the job back now. Not close to it, it sounds like. Not close to it. They want him to be able to practice a whole week and uh, have all the reps so they feel confident that he can get out there and play. And, and that's not the case now. He's still not practicing where he needs to be. He's not practicing with the team. He's throwing the football, but he's not with them taking reps. So it's going to be Cooper Rush for another week. Um, it's been a great ride for Cooper Rush. But for now, this is the week it ends. And it becomes Dak Prescott has to come back now. All right, this is the week where it changes and the bubble kind of bursts on Cooper Rush for now with the Cowboys because this is when it happens in the NFL. Teams have four games on tape of him. They have seen his tendencies. They have seen what he likes to do. They have seen formations he likes to throw out of, where he throws out of them. This is where all the feel-good stories kind of come back to the pack because once the NFL gets tape on you, obviously, this is when they start to adjust. The Eagles will adjust in a big way, and, and the fad of Cooper Rush will get brought back to earth, right? So th- this is this is what's just what's going to happen. And and Dak Prescott, as soon as he is healthy, maybe for the week after this, will be able to jump back in and be the quarterback. And for everybody who says, ah, oh, but Cooper Rush, they're playing well with Cooper Rush and they should stick with him. And, you know, Dak was kind of like this early in his career. That's a load of crap. That's a false narrative. Pay no attention to anybody who says, oh, hey, this is what the Cowboys did with Dak his rookie year. No. Dak Prescott's rookie year, he and Ezekiel Elliott were the two-headed snake for the Cowboys. Dak accounted for 29 touchdowns with four picks his rookie year. His quarterback rating was 105. All right, Cooper Rush has, has, has accounted for four touchdowns in four weeks. 
Okay, you you have a game manager and you have a really talented quarterback in Dak Prescott who has just gotten better and better every year. Dak was never a caretaker or no, Dak was dynamic, right? You get you get Dak back, and if he gets in the lineup and he and he's the same Dak Prescott, your team is going to be even better, right? So all this false stuff about oh, it's it's back down the Cowboys used to be no. They're playing this way because they know Cooper Rush is limited. And this is the reality. This is just exactly what you want from a backup quarterback. right? You want a quarterback who for two or three weeks, or now we're getting into a month, can keep the team afloat if the starter gets injured and the season doesn't go out the window, right? That's what you want from a, from a backup quarterback. And the Cowboys right now, the best backup quarterback in the NFL because he has not only kept the team afloat, he has kept them. They are prospering right now. They're, they're, they're one of the top three teams in the NFC right now. That's how good they're playing. And because they've been able to win enough games and Cooper Rush has done enough, the rest of the Cowboys, the defense is playing really well. They're running the ball well. They figured it out right now but this is the reality of it they got their backup to play well for a few weeks it's everything you can hope for uh this is the week it changes and he comes back to earth the eagles bring him back to earth in a game that's probably going to be ugly for the cowboys like one of those 37 13 kind of games and then it's going to be hey when's dak coming back yeah cooper was great but now, now we need dak back right. when's dak 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 this will be the week that happens let's not overthink this he's cooper rush talking about done the one thing that most backups don't don't do it. He's not been turning the ball over. You mentioned the four touchdown passes in the four wins. No interceptions. That is notable. There are 10-year starters that haven't accomplished that this year, including the team that just played the Cowboys. So you're going to need Prescott back and soon. But let's not kid ourselves at the success. Is it the coaching that's the highlight of this team? No. Is it quarter play, quarterback play that's been the highlight of this team? No. It's obviously the defense. So when Demarcus Lawrence is limited in practice to Today, or Micah Parsons took the day off from practice. He says he's playing Sunday night. Those are the things that concern me more. Uh, Dak Prescott did some light throwing at the end of practice today. Yes, he's coming back from the week one thumb injury, but he's not coming back this week. That is quite obvious. Sunday night, you have an undefeated opponent, a division opponent in 5-0 and Philadelphia. Dak's back soon. The Cowboys offense last week, even in victory, was 12 drives, 10 first downs. Let's not kid ourselves. Twitter at How About a Fresca, Jason Smith, Steve DeSager in for Mike Harmon. If you miss any of the show tonight, right after our show is over, our best of podcast goes up on iTunes. You can use the iHeartRadio app. Wherever you listen to podcasts, you can get it. The Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon. Download, rate us, subscribe. We'll love you forever and ever and ever again. Wherever you listen to podcasts, you can get it. The Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon. Download, rate us. It is there for you a little bit over an hour from now. Well, with that decided for the Dallas Cowboys, what should we really be worried about? That's coming up next in the TireRack.com studios. Fox. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. 
What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people, it gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos' picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.